You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Where in the world is John McAfee? Do you have any idea where Mr. McAfee is? When the late John McAfee was still alive, he gave us all a great lesson in the importance of understanding metadata. He was on the run from police authorities, and because of accidental metadata leakage, he was tracked down and arrested. Metadata can reveal more than intended. David Huerta, a digital security trainer at the Freedom of the Press Foundation, explained how the story unfolded. There was a vice reporter who went down to Central America to meet with the late John McAfee. Vice announced their interview with McAfee in an article on their website and also posted a photo of McAfee next to Vice's editor-in-chief. Many modern cameras have the ability to attach a location to a photo and in this case that's what happened. It turns out that Vice never scrubbed the metadata from the photo before posting it on their website, meaning that hidden in the photo was all kinds of data, including location data. Anybody could go look at the photo and say like, hey, there's latitude and longitude attached to this photo. Due to an unseasoned technician at Vice headquarters, as McAfee called him, the manhunt came to an end. So what's the moral of this story? Well, that every time we post a photo, share a document, forward a PDF, we may be sharing far more information than we realize. So how do we protect ourselves? Well, let's start by understanding the term metadata. Hold on to something. Every single digital artifact has metadata. It describes the who, what, when, where, how, and sometimes even why for any document, video, photo, or sound clip. This information comes in handy sometimes, like when we're flipping through old pictures by date or by location. But just like in the case with McAfee. It can be fairly sensitive if it were to end up in the wrong hands or reveal something that wasn't supposed to be revealed. If you pry into any digital artifact, like a photo, you can see metadata as a list of tags. When a photo was taken, what kind of camera was it taken with? What GPS coordinates were attached to that photo? There are countless such tags that appear on all digital artifacts. Assets, whether they be text documents, videos, audio files, or anything else. What kind of scanner was used to create that scan of a document? What kind of printer uh, it was printed on? And each tag can help tell a very distinct story. It's important to try to clean up any files that you're sharing publicly. Now, if you're a journalist, obviously this is important. You don't want to do what Vice did and get your source arrested. If you want to protect your sources, then that means you know, being as careful as you can, making sure that you're protecting your source from any of these other state actors, for example, or third party companies. But being aware of the data we share with the world is important for non-journalists too. What if you attend a protest? Metadata can give away your involvement and location. The protest might seem like a harmless event today, but... Even if you trust a government of the present now, the government of the future may not be as friendly. It's worthwhile remembering that governments come and go, but this data is forever. But also just from a safety perspective, we should be aware of what information we're sharing, especially when using social media. Instagram, for example, will let you attach a location to your image. If you post a photo of your cat at your home and accidentally uh, share your location, then you essentially reveal your home address to the internet, which could be a problem. Even if you remember to remove the location from your public post, you've still given that information to Instagram, and it's likely that your original photo is sitting there in a database waiting to get hacked. Instagram, Snapchat, etc. 
there's not really a lot of visibility into what gets uploaded specifically to those platforms with iCloud and with photos. Photos will keep a copy of the original and we'll store that in iCloud. Unwittingly sharing the original unredacted photos with those platforms introduces the risk of those photos falling into the hands of those they weren't intended for. And simply deleting or removing a post does not actually destroy the image from all records. As a former software developer, Deletion is rarely a thing that happens. We have no like real way of verifying whether something gets deleted or not. I would definitely recommend people delete metadata on their own just to be on the safe side. Looks like I got the job done. Almost. So, the first step to taking back control of our data is understanding what information we're sharing. It might sound intimidating, but accessing your metadata is not that hard. Both Windows Explorer and Mac OS's Finder have ways to let you inspect the metadata attached to a file. So you can literally just right-click on the image and then look at the menu that shows kind of the image's properties and then see a list of what's there. And there are many tools out there to help clean up your metadata mess. Let's start with the easiest. There's some apps that are particularly good at scrubbing metadata as it goes through their, their systems. If you bring a photo into Signal, uh, it will automatically scrub that as it goes through. So the recipient on the other end will only see a clean copy of that image. Another simple trick to wipe the metadata of a photo is taking a screenshot. If you're on the go, the built-in screenshot tool is probably the best bet for that because that will just create a pixel-by-pixel -pixel copy of whatever's on the screen without any sort of concern for what the original file contains. Generally, screenshots will not share uh, any kind of metadata, which is why it's a safer way to create those copies. Some devices will attach their own metadata to screenshots, and there's also standard metadata that is just included in generally all files, things like the date creation date of when the file was created, when the file was last modified, sometimes when the file was last opened. You can also use image editors on your phone. The sort of like tried and true method is essentially just having a opaque box or square or emoji over whatever it is that you want to cover up. And you don't need anything fancy for that. Like the built-in tools available to your phone will let you do that and will let you do that offline. Signal also has a blur tool that works really well if you want to post a photo with redactions. It uses the correct algorithms that cannot be reversed because it adds a lot of random entropy and noise into the mix. Most tools like Instagram uh, and others will let you add these redactions, but again, we don't know whether they're keeping an original copy or not. Another thing to keep in mind is that metadata isn't just what you cannot see. Sometimes it's literally right there in plain sight. Some of the bits of metadata that do get included in screenshots are not necessarily in the file itself, but just everything else on your display. The time that the screenshot was taken, as well as the carrier, if somebody were to try to hijack your phone number, uh, they would know, you know, which phone carrier is number to call to try to impersonate you. It's easy enough in this case to crop a screenshot. I can do that. What if you want a metadata scrubbing tool that's a bit more heavy duty? There are tools out there that will let you uh, kind of go deep dive into all metadata. EXIF tool, for example, is one of these tools. EXIF stands for Exchangeable Image File Format, and the variety of tags that could be in an EXIF file is astounding. EXIF tool helps erase these tags and also supports a large number of other file formats. Another helpful tool is MAT. The Metadata Anonymization Toolkit, or MAT, that is used to actually go through and create a clean copy of that file. There's also FFmpeg. FFmpeg, for example, is a video editor, but it can also be used to 
create new copies of video that don't include metadata from the originals. These are all open source tools. Uh, that means that, you know, they're very transparent about what their code actually does, which is great. It's not just with photos where you have to be mindful of metadata, but also with documents and PDFs. There's so many things that could be embedded within embedded things inside PDFs. You can have images embedded in PDFs that are so small that you don't even know they're there. Enhance 15 to 23. Those hidden images also contain metadata of their own. It's kind of this recursive um, sort of metadataception of just like, hey, what if you had an image inside a PDF that also had its own metadata? It's called Inception. You could even embed video in PDF. The only real safe option, I would say, is just to export a copy of that file that sort of flatten it, so to speak. So you don't have this like layer of layers of you know, content that you have to like dig through. For example, converting that PDF to plain text will remove that extra hidden stuff. It's not that hard, Scott. Even printed documents are not immune. Laser printers have these really tiny dots that are imperceivable to the human eye that are printed onto documents to keep track of where they came from. Those little dots will essentially embed that metadata in the actual paper itself. Reality Winner, for example, uh, the documents that were uh, shared with The Intercept in this case had these printer micro dots that were later used to corroborate that this came from an office and a printer that she had access to. So how do you combat that? Taking a photo of a document generally will be low resolution image enough to not pick up those micro dots. But there, it's also really hard to verify something like that. Do you think most people realize how much information they're putting out there when they're posting a video or posting a photo or putting up a document? These are like devices that have evolved their features very rapidly. And we haven't really had a chance in many cases to catch up. There's a lot in terms of that metadata that, you know, the app doesn't show you that it's also saving. Taking back control of our data is essential, especially if we want to continue to enjoy freedom of speech and freedom of the press. A free press needs the ability uh, to work without a more powerful adversary looking over their shoulder. And it's also important to take back control of our data from a digital safety perspective and think about these things before sharing digital files with anyone or posting publicly on social media. It is a good idea to kind of think of the internet as a potential adversary, um, which is like scary and spooky, but unfortunately that's kind of where we're at right now. It's a good idea to sometimes maybe put our Carmen Sandiego hat on, look at your kind of like trail of data and what can you see about yourself that mm -hmm. could be used by somebody else. This is something that people gain an instinct of after they've been affected by it. Um, but unfortunately, until that happens, people might not necessarily think about it too much. Some people might not think about it, but we will. Let's get sleuthing. I'll do what I can, but Carmen. Do it, please. To watch the video version of this episode, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or Library.io.